The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's oh, Come back for Kennedy's Chukwu. I see champions like you rally through the hardest time, so it'd be a disrespectful to you for me to not give my whole effort. Kennedy, African Savage Chukwu. Jalen Turner takes Udosh Medic's O. I had a visual about it. He went down, put the damage on him, fucking gave me his back, and that was it. Jalen, the Tarantula Turner! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! Listen to me, we're out of here! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I hate to, uh, I, I just bored Matt with this, but if you, I'm in my bedroom because they're doing construction in my other rooms. That's why this looks really unprofessional and shitty. Uh, we have two first timers today, right, Matt? Uh, Kennedy yeah. Zuchukwo and uh, also Jalen Turner uh, making their uh, debuts on uh, Unfiltered. Okay there, David Copperfield. The curtains? No. Because I can see that's where the magic happens. Woo! Ah. The bedroom. No, no magic happens. No? You know no. magician in there? That's not well, where the fucking sparks fly? Well, I'll tell you the magic that happens. I put my hand into a girl's panties and all moisture leaves. It's <laughs> 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 a curse. You have a nice bed. Your bedroom is about the size of my first two apartments. <clears throat> well, it's also, you can't see because behind me, they're doing so much construction in the other two rooms of my house. I have my desk here, there's stuff in front of me, and there is all my kitchen stuff is in the back. I got my fucking uh, dishes and forks and, and knives and all this stuff. I get it. Jimmy. Yes, sir. I have to see my orthopedist tomorrow, Jimmy. That's for your can, foot, can right? I tell you that, no, no, it's for my back. Name. Oh, knees, okay. You, I know you're back. Why would I think orthopedist is back? I really am stupid. But the thing is, like, I'm literally on my last. It's no pun. I know. I, you've yeah. seen the way I walked before. Yeah. I'm sorry. My wife's coming around this way. Sorry. Sorry, audience. Here's Mrs. Sarah. Hi, sweetheart. Thank you. You're on UFC Unfiltered. Love you. Sorry, everybody. My wife brought me a coffee, and she did it. I'm a company guy. 
in my UFC mug. Yes, you are. Mm. Okay, back to what I was saying. So my knees, Jimmy, I don't know. I know you see me doing drop Sayanagis on my Instagram. I know I look limber. You do. If I could walk the way I do jujitsu, I wouldn't be right. having a conversation. Like right now, my knee, my left knee is even locking out. It's just not good, Jimmy. Yeah. And uh, I think it's time that I get this knee surgery. I need two. I need like double uh, knee re- two knee replacements. What is it? Double knee replacement? What do you call it? So two. I need both my knees replaced. What did Bisping tell you to do? One at a time or both at a time? Well, I remember him saying maybe you want to get them both at a time. He said that in front of his wife when we were watching a UFC at the uh, at the Apex, and his wife's like, "What are you crazy? You'd be no way. You'd be totally crippled." And I'm I'm going. I'm think I'm going to go that route. I think I'm going to do one knee at a time because, dude, even with my yeah. stuff, I have to run to the bathroom or something. I'm not using no bedpan. Yeah, you know what I mean. I worry what? about that. I'll be. I use a bedpan now. I don't even need to. I just like it. That's just lazy. It's fun. Let's get. Let's talk to Kennedy. And then we'll. we'll Kennedy's Juco. Yeah. Fighting Nikolai Negamaranu on Saturday the 5th, Covington versus Masvidal. Hey, Kennedy, how are you? I'm doing great, sir. Uh, welcome to the show. I take it you're in Vegas now? Um, no, I'm leaving tomorrow. They fly me out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Do you have a certain amount of time that you like to stay home for? Or do you? how much time do you like to get into town for when you're going to fight? Well, they always usually fly me out on Tuesdays. Yeah, oh, so okay. and they have, no a whole, yeah, they have a whole schedule they have to follow according to each day. So where are you located now, Kennedy? Where you where you are living? I live here in Dallas, Texas. Oh, Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. Did you live did you grew up there? Oh no, no, no. I grew up in Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. Yes, now, so tell me, how did you how did you get into this this the whole martial arts thing? How did you what was your first discipline in Nigeria? Yeah, well, Nigeria, there's always, like, newspapers and stuff that always uh, had the uh, MMA and stuff, but it was more of Rampage Jackson Silva, like, during your era. But it wasn't really a big deal. Yeah. So we didn't really have it over there, so we all had soccer and rugby. But when I came here, I always used to go to the Dallas Library. There's a public library nearby my dad's house. At that time, I was living with him. So I always go there and take the CDs and always play them. And I always watch these Anderson Silva, all the past like GSP, you guys, and I'm watching these guys. I'm like, damn, they pay for they pay for this. So I was always I was fascinated about it. I was always intrigued about the sport. But my dad was never gonna let me. You know, African parents are really strict when it comes to like sports. They always usually want you to do like become a doctor or yeah. a lawyer or engineer. So I always so I always been fascinated about the MMA thing. So so I got to college, and then um right between like my junior year of college i was like you know what i'm gonna try this out my mom was like you could do it if you want to so i tried it out it was back in 2015 february and i liked it so i continued with it now look at you now were you a natural were you a natural well it was more athleticism the skills weren't there and i saw something i'm gradually developing right now so um it's something i always liked you know i was always been fascinated with the sport you're an amazing company too. Like, are, are you, you must be happy how well there's been this like uh, this rise of great Nigerian fighters. Uh, Kamaru, of course, Adesanya, uh, Sadiq Youssef, and yourself are all kind of being mentioned together. Um, you, that has to make you really happy. It's awesome, you know. Always glad to see your brothers rise too, you know. So it gives you more, you know, that moral support. So I feel I feel happy. I'm proud of them. And when you go home, uh, I mean, have you been back to Nigeria since you've been uh, doing so well in the USA? Twice. I've been yeah. back. 
2011. No, since the UFC, no, I haven't been back. Oh, because I imagine like as it's getting more and more popular, you're going to notice your level. Uh, I was kind of wondering what it was like for you to go home uh, after the success, if, if you've noticed that your fame has risen there and how that felt, but you haven't gone back yet. Yeah, I haven't been back yet. And when did you say you left? When did you leave? I left 2010. Oh, okay. That's I'm doing the, let me do the math. So, all right, so you left uh, 11 years. 11 years ago. If I yeah. didn't be here again. <laughs> How did you like the transition when you moved over? What was that like? It was crazy, you know. It was um, I don't know. A lot of stuff stuff struck me wrong, you know, especially with the culture here, you know, because over there it was more disciplined, you know, this or discipline or oriented. So it's always about respect your elders. Um, don't don't question them. Don't talk back. You know, turn in your assignments or on time. Do your chores, your daily chores. Run your errands. But here, I never saw that here. Although some people do do those stuff, but like it's a lot of you know disrespect, talking back to your elders, especially when I I, I counter that stuff, especially when I'm in Walmart or stuff like that. You know, seeing people cursing at each other, people sagging their pants, people talking back to the elders, and um, it's, it was different here. So, but um, and I don't let those stuff affect them the way I treat each other, other people. So it was it was weird. You know, people here, it's different because here. Over there, back in Nigeria, you can't say, you can't call your elders by your name. Like you, I can't say, hey, hey, Matt, or it's called Mr. Jim by Jim. You know, you have to say, sir. You have to put sir in front of their name. That's a respect because they're older than you. But here, I see everyone calling people by their name, people older than them by their name. I'm like, damn, no one gets beat over here, but <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah, and, and uh, you must know, no, you were 18 when you came over here, so I guess you were just out of school. Yes. Well, I was in school. We had to. So the the results, but I was the results I had in um Nigeria. They they told me to go back and get my transcript, but I couldn't go back because of the school. It was just too much to to do. So I had to like finish junior year, and now I mean I was seventeen, seventeen. Oh. Yeah. So I finished up junior and senior, and then I went to college. Were you treated well in school? Because a lot of times somebody comes from another country, it goes one of two ways. Sometimes they get treated terribly and picked on and bullied, and other times they get treated well. What was your experience when you first started? I, I, I counted that too, you know, the disrespect and like the bullying, but the, it wasn't it didn't really affect me because I've been bullied since I was three years old. And Nigeria is like it's almost like a rite of passage. Everyone gets bullied, so it's like it becomes part of you. So you don't really care about it. So you know, people. Kids try to do that, but it doesn't really affect me. I just continue doing what I was doing. I made a lot of friends, and the teachers always respected me because of my discipline and, and the respect. So I, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Not as much as I enjoyed Nigeria, though. But um, it was, it was okay. Who would bully you in Nigeria? The kids or your older brothers, or is it? Yeah, was older worse? siblings, older cousins. Yeah, older kids when you're playing soccer like that. So. It was always the older people and I was always bullying you. But it's more over there's more to make you tough, you know, to handle the world when you get grow grow older. Right. So it was fun. So when you moved here, how soon did you start training? What 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 where'd you what kind of where'd you find the a martial arts school and how'd that go? Oh, so when I moved here, I didn't train when I immediately I moved here. It was 2015, February, about February 15th. I it was just researching a couple of gyms close, close by and I saw a couple and um, one of them, one of the ones that were on the list was um, Octagon MMA and that's where my coach was teaching at the time. It wasn't his gym, but he was building his gym meanwhile when he was teaching there. So uh, I joined the gym, went in there, started training, you know, with the amateur, the amateurs there and I'm um, learning jujitsu and stuff, got beat up, but 
it was always always something I was was fascinated with. You know, the sport, the kicking, the punching, the the movement, and um, the discipline of it. So I, I kept coming, you know. And my coach was like, after the first week, my coach was like, you know what, you can make three FC, and I was like, yeah, that's the whole point. I came, you know. So, and um, since then I just been training, staying consistent, especially with my training and diet and mental discipline and um it was fun so that I, it's all started 2015 and um since then everything have unraveled to where i'm at I'm now, right now and Negan moreno i think you have five inches of height and five inches of reach and i'm always interested with how guys close that uh distance do you put any stock into that type of a reach advantage or height advantage or or do you not yeah. think much about it you do? Uh, i mean that does matter especially in the combat sport the reach any reach it matters you know so that's definitely something i'm going to use and utilize quite well when it comes to march 5th i think there's one what was john jones's reach is he 83 or 86 i i thought that he also had i think 84 83 84 he's okay yeah because i always thought that was a huge advantage for him with those great front kicks um Mm -hmm. and and just just having that little bit of distance with guys that hit Mm -hmm. equally as hard is is a it seems like an advantage absolutely absolutely so kennedy what do you like to do to unwind what do you Hey, something unrelated to MMA. Let's get to know you a little bit. You're a movie guy, books. You like going on hikes? Talk to us. Yeah, hikes. I love hikes. I Ooh. love the, riding my bike on the trails. And um, I love shooting my arrow bow and hour. I have uh, bow and hour hair, so I love that. And um, I go to the gun range quite a while, quite some time. So, and um, what else? I love playing volleyball. I love playing basketball. I love playing soccer. I love going bowling. And um, oh, I read in my Bible a, a, a lot and um, just preaching at church sometimes. And um, that's some stuff I love to do. So a bowling and shooting and fighting, you like things that require good aim. Like you, you mm-hmm. like things that require some type of like a, a focus and a, and a yeah. concentration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a good shot? I was never a good shot. Um, at, at guns, not yet, because guns is not something that we had back home. So I'm gradually taking my time to pick up that skill. And um, but uh, arrows, I'm doing. I do quite a good job in shooting. Oh, arrows, yeah. Fucking bow and arrows. Like yeah. <laughs> wow. Is it like a compound bow, or is it like something? Yeah. Yeah, it's compound. like a compound bow. As a matter of fact, it's right here, right now. Oh, let's see this. Look at this. More oh wow, that just looks cool. That's frightening. Now, obviously, if there's a home invasion, you're grabbing a gun, but that could take out some guy. This is one person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, it requires, but the gun will be more faster, you know, as far as home invasions and stuff like that. So, don't you have to give it, like, I've watched things on archery and shooting. And yeah. Don't you have to, like, aim away from the target a little bit because it will curve when you shoot it? Or is that only with a handheld bow? I mean, so. I'm still learning this because we didn't have the, this all these fancy bows back home. So it, this one, is, as to what I'm learning right now, you have to, like, especially when it's short range, it's like, I don't think you have to, like, aim higher. But when it's, like, long range, it's something like what you just said. We have to do something like that. But to I'm make not, up for the traveling. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, we did that on an episode of Looking for a Fight, and I mm-hmm. was... I was so, I always thought it was looking so cool when I saw like, <laughs> I was so awful at that thing. It's quite, yeah, it's quite just different. Like, you have to like, right? And like, I don't know. It just, I felt like it's going to go away and I did not feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I think you do well if you give it more time, you know? Yeah, maybe archery. Archery might be on my list of things that yeah, do it. It's quite fun, you know? It involves a lot of focus and it's yeah. not too loud like guns, you know? So, I admire that. 
Did you guys ever go axe throwing? My wife, uh, did you ever do that? You no, know, I haven't been there, but there's one like two miles away from my house, but I've never done it before. My, Wait, there's an axe throwing place two miles yeah. from your house? Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, no, Jimmy, and here in Long Island too, my, my, my sister-in-law took one of my daughters uh, and it's cool because you have like a tic-tac-toe, you got like zombie, and you, they show you how to throw it. So you aim at it and you know, you take the two hands, you throw them and there's like different games you could play. They had a blast. I might try one of those things. Yeah, I'll probably want I do want to try it though, but probably after the fight. Now is that, oh, you haven't done it? No, I haven't done it. Oh, okay. Every, I've never heard of it. That reminds me, there's a new, I don't know if you watch TV at all, Kennedy? TV? Yeah, a little bit. I don't really watch too much. I watch movies sometimes, you know, documentaries. I like to watch that too. You know what? You keep doing what you're doing. Don't do what I do. Because you, you, I'll tell you right now, he's like, everything he named is like productive. And he's talking about shitty movies and fucking VR. You know, I don't want to ruin him. He's doing fantastic. And it's, and it's, you know, but uh, oh, I want to tell Jimmy, you know how much I like Vikings. There's a new Vikings out. Vikings. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm delving into that. So I'll let you know how that is. Just, I wonder, we were talking about axes. <laughs> you know, I got ADD, Kennedy. So when I think of something, I got I to gotta spit it out there. Well, listen, man, you are part of a fan. You got to be happy to be part of this car. Yeah. No? With all the hype going on with this Absolutely. car? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of eyes are going to be on this car because that whole... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what do you think, too, of the uh, of the light heavyweight division? Uh, you know, with John having left uh, and Glover now the, the champion. And what do you think of the state of the division, like especially as much changes in the last couple of years has gone through? Man, I don't really think much about that. You know, I try to just focus on myself, you know, because I have a lot to do on my own. I have to just continue winning fights and just perfecting the craft as far as it comes to me. But um, I don't really look towards the champs and them because um, I have a long way to get there. But I have to just focus on me and whatever. And the fight as it comes, one step at a time, and continue to build my way towards the the, um, the champs status. That's smart, yeah, because you don't want to focus uh, on Glover and no. uh, all of a sudden, you know, you know, you overlook somebody who's right in front of you. Yes, sir. When we're backstage, um, before, I'm sorry, Jimmy, before the no. fight, how how do how you handle your nerves? How do, how, do, how do you handle your nerves? There's some fighters that mm-hmm. are just, I, I listen, I've been around a long time. I've seen guys crying backstage, throwing up backstage, taking naps backstage, giddy, happy, crying, all emotions. How are you? How are you back? Oh, I, I think I just take naps. That's all I do. Right? Yeah. Wow. You can sleep right before a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can sleep right before a fight. I think that's where I handle the stress. <laughs> just yeah. sleep. Sleep it off. Have you ever had a bad night of sleep before? I'm always amazed that someone could fall asleep the night before. Yeah, I have. I've had a problem sleeping, you know, because I mean, it's such a big thing, you know, especially with the the me helping my people back home, you know. It's such like a lot of burden, you know, I'm carrying. So... I, now I'm, I tend to not think about the external stress and just zone in on the fight because I have to see how it affects my performance in the cage, you know. So I just try to focus solely on the fight and not to like the extra external burden affecting. And you've got a couple of nice bonuses. Uh, do you do anything fun with them or do you kind of sock them away and, and take care of things or do you treat yourself to anything, uh, you know, that you might not normally get? Yeah, it just helped my siblings, you know, as far as their tuitions, college tuitions, and my my people back home, my cousins and nephews, like back home. I try to help them out too, because um, they're a big part of my life too. You know, I can't just forget them. My grandmother too, my uncles, aunts. I try to help them out too. You know. I'll tell you, Jimmy. Yes. I, he's such a great guy. I, I 
I feel like I got to do better in life with myself. I know. He's a freaking, this guy's a great guy, man. I don't I mean, this is <laughs> Hey, Kevin. It's funny, man. We talked about those pre-fight nerves. And I remember Henzo said to a fight, one of our guys that was nervous, he goes, man, the fight's going to happen whether you worry or don't worry. So mm-hmm. why are you worrying? And the guy's yeah. like, but the guy's like, what if, what if, what if? He goes, look, man, the fight's happening. You know, calm down. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, guys got to, they, they just they get these things that run through their head. True. You know? Does that happen in every sparring session? No. Does that happen in every time you roll? No. So why is it happening now? I don't know. Yeah. That's the I like that. Yeah, well, you're, you you look like you yeah. have your head on straight, Kennedy. And uh, we're excited for you this weekend. It's going to be good. Yeah, this is a great card. Uh, Masvidal Covington. It's a really, really interesting. Uh, it's interesting to watch two guys. Have you have you had this experience where you like they genuinely they were friends and then they just don't like each other? And it's always more interesting to watch two guys who don't like each other, like Covington and Usman, mm-hmm. fight because you know that there's there's more than just the professional aspect to it. Have you encountered that at all in your fighting somebody who you just didn't like that you were up against? No, not really. You know. I don't try to like hate people like that, you know. I don't want to live a life where I'm just hating people, you know. Especially with what I do, especially in church, I you gotta lead by example, you know. So I don't really just I just try to like see it as a, a job, you know. No, no ill feelings. It doesn't really matter what he does because some people are gonna do what they want to do regardless. So just fight, finish fighting, just go on to the next one. Yeah, interesting. I wonder how the churchgoers they. They see Kennedy and he's all soft spoken and he's such very a nice, nice man. Yeah. You know, he's, and you know, he's such a nice, nice man. And, and then they see him fighting. And he's fucking KOing people. They're probably like, wow, who's that guy? <laughs> do you have any people like they talk to you that like, they can't believe that you do this for a living? Yeah, a lot of my friends too, like friends from high school, you know, because they never thought I would have done this. So, because I'm usually quiet, the funny guy, always reading and stuff. But now they see me, they're like, what? Because I told him I would do it from high school. I told him I would do it. And most of them laughed at me and didn't really take me serious. But now they see me doing it and they're like surprised, you know. Well, is there an underlying thing that like there's the ability to do that is something they obviously they didn't know. So do you kind of keep that? How do you keep people from seeing that or how do they not see that? The ability to do that. I just, I don't know. Just try to like be, I don't know, just be myself and myself. I guess I'm a nice guy, you know, but um. I do have that crazy part of me that tries to do crazy stuff, you know, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I don't even try to hide it. I just, I guess my 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 personality is just to be nice. So people don't really see me to, to that extreme of fighting. Well, good luck on Saturday, uh, Nikolai Negamaranu. Uh, he's obviously very tough. He's coming off a uh, yeah, very impressive uh, uh, TKO. Um, and, but then again, uh, you know, you're known to drop people as well. Uh, the last fight didn't go your way, but, you know, again, the ones before mm-hmm. that certainly did. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, Saturday night. Good luck to you, Kennedy. It was great finally having you on. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate right. you guys. Take Thank care, you, Kennedy. Nice to meet you, man. Yes, take care of yourself. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card.
The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 stake. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Love Hemp, the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge. Whoever you are, we're all striving for a healthier lifestyle. Love Hemp, one of the leading premium organic CBD and hemp suppliers, here to help people like you. The Love Hemp range contains CBD oils, edibles, and topicals contain cannabinoids, which help support wellness and recovery to maintain your natural balance. It's even endorsed and used daily by elite fighters like Gilbert Burns, GSP, and Kamaru Usman. Whatever challenge you may be facing, Love Hemp, they're always in your corner. Love Hemp, helping you to be the best you can be. Available now via lovehemp.com across Europe and coming to the U.S. markets this year. nice guy like but i'm interested to people who know him well didn't think that he would and it's like well how do people who know you don't know that unless there's just something in your your internal makeup that they can't see do you what do you think how does that work for you when people in high school do they think oh jimmy no jimmy he's a guy i knew he'd be a comedian he was always so funny or they go that little weirdo who's jerking off in the corner he's a fucking he's look at him now no what if they say both they say both. They're like, well, we, we knew he was a comedian and funny. And then also look at that little weirdo <laughs> jerking off in the corner. <laughs> yes. Fucking great. Jimmy. See, people that knew me in high school, they're not surprised. No. They're not surprised at all. You know? But uh, I always had to have this in me. But I had to channel it, Jimmy. Right. You know? Yeah, it was just uh, fighting is like, I guess if you're a quiet, if you're funny, the only way for people to know it is to hear it and see it. But fighting or guys who go into fighting are different because you can have that in you and nobody sees it. Uh, whereas if you're funny, people usually will hear that because they're around you. Do you make any sense? Sometimes when you're funny and you're goofy, people be like, I don't know. I was always very silly, Jimmy, kind of like I am now. And I was like that before I developed. So when I got to seventh grade, and that was in my junior high, which is middle school for you kids. Right. Kids make fun when I say junior high. But back then it was called junior because that's an old person. That's what you say when you're old. Yeah. It's called middle school now, Jimmy. It said junior high. It said yes. Junior high. But yet now it's middle school. I say, I say junior high, my kids laugh at me. So anyway, I, was, I wasn't developed yet, but I was silly and I was kind. And I got fucked with Jimmy. I got fucked with bad. So now I'm still silly, but oh, I'm dangerous as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um... No, don't, don't guess. I, I, I got fucked. No, no, no. Meaning, oh, I guess that like when you get fucked with, it does make you respond a certain way. Like, you know, um, some of us are funny and other guys, uh, you know. Maybe I wasn't that funny. Learn to fight. Maybe I wasn't that funny. If I was funny, maybe they would have liked it. Maybe they didn't like my material. <laughs> it was just shit. So, uh, fuck that. But, uh, <laughs> so, Jimmy, yeah. So, tomorrow I'm going to see my orthopedist. I taught this morning. 
When I teach, I am so happy. You know what I'm depressed about? When I teach, it makes me happy. And people get happy because they enjoy They like me. And my students, not everybody, but my students do. And so when I teach them, today we were getting out of S-Mountain to X-Guard and getting on top. And, and uh, I like it. It's what I do. It makes me feel happy. Right. So now I know when I get this knee done. I'm, the other thing is this, Jimmy. And let me ask you your opinion. If you were me, do I get them both done at the same time? Now, why not and then the other? Fuck that. That's what I say. My wife doesn't agree. I go, I'm not going to be able to stand up. Yeah. I'll be no. LASIK, like LASIK is different. You have to do them both together. Here's the problem with getting both knees together. If one is healing up better than the other one, and you, and you still can't walk too well. Like if, if, if you get your knee done and there's like something where they have to go back in and do it again, you still want to be able to get around. You don't want to be incapacitated for six months. Fuck. I mean, there's that. And also like, you know, like if you do have it messed up, like you can gradually put the weight on it and put the weight on the other leg. And the people might be like, right. well, that's going to fuck up the other leg. Well, I got to get the other leg done anyway. So yeah. who cares if it has the crutch? So that's my, that's my thing. You know, my wife, she tends to disagree, but, well, I'm not going to know. Well, not, doing the, are you going to do them back-to-back? Back? She's not like, going to be one using the bed, bedpan, you know what I mean? Are you going to do them back-to-back? Back? I would do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to the, uh, the ortho guy tomorrow, but I'd probably do it. I got to see where I'm doing it. Right. You know? And then uh, I'd probably, I mean, I remember Dana offered to get it done through the UFC, but I don't know. Then I'd be out there, and then, I'd, then what am I doing? Then I'm going yeah, but the UFC doctors... Yeah, honestly, do the UFC doctors have? I mean, not that your orthopedic surgeon isn't good, but they have a tremendous amount of experience with fight uh, fighter-related injuries, and they've they've looked at this every day. But then again, I'm sure your guy has too. But well, no, my guy, I'm not going through. My guy would recommend where I'm going to go. Like I don't know. I don't listen. We'll do ah, this later. UFC doctors. Yeah. No, no, I know. I'm going to make some calls after this. But listen. Okay. My thing is this, I'll be fine. I look at Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping's the only guy I can really look to and go, all right. And I want people to DM me if the jujitsu guys and they had the knee surgery, especially double knee surgery. Are yeah. they still rolling okay? Because I saw, you know, I don't know, you know Kurt Pellegrino? Yeah. You're him? Yes. Yeah. He used to fight in the UFC and uh, jujitsu black belt, former wrestler. So I saw him at the Ring of Combat the other week in New Jersey. And he got a full knee replacement. He goes, man, it's per, it's good. He goes, it's good. It can bend fully, and so it's like, I don't know, Jimmy. I got, I got to do something because now, yeah, you I, can't be in pain all the time. Listen, I don't mind jumping in a fucking motorized car at Disney because I'll have a couple of edibles, make the most out of it. But I shouldn't have to. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you want to be able to walk because it's only going to get worse. And if you get the knees fixed, you're not going to fuck them up fighting because you're not fighting anymore. And again, I am rolling though, so I want to be able to roll. You That's will, yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, we got Jalen Turner in soon. Jalen Turner, oh, yeah. Jimmy, I'm excited. About, so lately, these, these are the shows I'm watching right now with my wife, because people like to know this. Uh, Ozark, which we took a little break, because next thing you know, we finished we finished Peacemaker, which was very good, on HBO Max, that we finished, yeah. and I recommend that. Uh, and then we watched Ozark. We're watching Ozark, which we like. Started off pretty crazy. Uh, as usual, we love that show. And then a new show, which I like, surprisingly, is uh, Reacher on Amazon Prime. Jimmy, Reacher is what I'm talking about. And I like, I think I, I'm liking it so far. Uh, and also the last one is Vikings Valhalla 
and I am enjoying it. Okay. But, um, man, those are the shows I'm watching. What did you think of the fights this weekend? Let's talk about that. They were great. By the way, let me apologize too. My what? typing. Oh. If I'm, is that where you can hear it? Do it again. Is that loud? Do it. You were doing that before during the interview. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to just tell me. I was a lot of times, it. a lot of times during the, uh, I'll, I'll be looking up different things. Like I was yes. looking up the, uh, the uh, Nigerian fighters and the final oh. records of, and you just do oh, that when you're doing oh. an interview. It's for the show. It's for this, the show. I know that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this setup is, uh, where you can hear the typing and I can't hear it. So yeah, next time just tell me. Oh, I, well, I, I did. I did it kind of nonchalantly, but Jimmy, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Makashev against Bobby Green. I mean, woof. Uh, Islam's a fucking stud, dude. Yeah, I it mean, is. I, I, I'll tell you right now. I see him getting that belt in the future, and I'm a jiu-jitsu man. But Charles Oliveira, I think he's going to be on his back, and I know that he's got very, you know, he's dangerous down there. But is he going to be able? I don't know if he's going to be able to. Uh, you know, I mean, Islam, I mean, control. Because yeah. Bobby went for a couple of good scrambles to get out, and he just shut that. I was really impressed with the control because he just shut him down down there, controlled him. And, uh, you know, I, I think whether if he fights Justin Gaethje, I think it could look, could kind of look like what he did with um, – well, they might be reminiscent of what we, had, what we saw with uh, Habib when he fought Justin Gaethje. Uh, and if it's – yeah, and if it's uh, Charles Oliveira, I think Charles is uh, saving the only uh, his own not only shot, but his main shot would be on on his. Or, I mean, he'd be on his back. He's going to be on his back. He's yeah. very dangerous on his back. He could get a submission, but that's that. I don't know. Islam's not. I don't think he's leaving any arms out there. So I'm I'm super impressed. Tremendous, I'm, yeah, tremendous. By the way, did you see uh, Terman against? Uh, uh, Misha Serkinov was an incredible fight uh, with that uh, arm bar in the second. How fast did that arm bar go up? I mean, that was really impressive. People got to understand this. Arm lock from guard are like day one things you learn in jiu-jitsu. It's a beautiful thing. I love the arm lock from guard. Um, when, you're, when you're able to punch somebody, so guys get carried away. There's a time to, to smash, but you're way better punching and beating somebody up in half guard compared to full guard. Is half the less than half the problems. Okay, you got to watch out for Kimura, some sweeps, but triangles, arm locks, umaplatas, all these things that are dangerous from a close guard uh, are no longer there. There's things to watch out for, but literally half. Even less from cross side. Mounted is golden. So for these guys that don't improve their position and they want to just smash, yes, you can get a beautiful elbow like what happened with Albert in the Alvarez fight. Have you saw oh, that? Oh, yeah. my God. That that, was that changed, that changed. Wasn't it, was he in full mount, though? Am I, am I wrong? Was no, he, he was in full the, mount. I believe, was the, um, I believe he was the guard when he cut him. You might be right. It might be. might be wrong. There's a lot of some good fights in our jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. But um, uh, back to that fight. But he made the mistake of doing a collar tie on his neck, holding his neck to punch him. Now... There's guys that done this in the past. But when you bring your weight forward, right, more posturing above him, head above head, you could smash more where it's harder to get those arm locks. But if you're sitting back and looking to hold somebody, dude, arm, yeah. it takes, it says, it took about, how long did that take? Half a second? 
Yeah. And he had not for nothing. He Misha, he he, he weathered a storm, man. He well, I thought he was done with that rear naked choke and he got out of it. Yeah. He got out of the real wait, is it we talk about the same fight? I'm sorry. Yes, Wellington and no, and yeah. off. Yeah, same one. I'm sorry. There was several I'm looking a lot of well, determined, yeah. Yes. Um and uh, Glover was in the corner, the champ was in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So when he survived that, he got on top and he did a beautiful foot sweep. He was looking great. And he was on top and he was beating him. He almost got a north-south choke. That was excellent. And then it's like, oh man, this is just looking downhill. That one mistake of sitting on your ass and making a collar trying to punch him. That Wait, and did he grab the collar arm or did he grab the punching arm? The arm that's oh, the arm that's grabbing his neck, he pat, he grabbed. The guy held yeah. his neck like this and went to punch him. So he spun around and took that arm. Yeah. You know? And uh it's called accepting a gift. Okay. Yeah. Now you're leaving that out there. That's like take my arm, please. It's really that. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. So, you know, I wasn't very uh I mean, and Misha was looking, I feel bad. Misha was on the other day. He looked great, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was looking really, really good. He he weathered a lot of shit. And it's rough because now he's coming off some losses and uh he's a and, you know, he's a, he's a he's a good fighter, man. I hope we see him again. So I mean, listen, also the <laughs> The Priscilla Cachera fight versus uh, uh, Jayun Kim. That was wild, Jimmy. Elbows. Towards the end, Priscilla's throwing fucking just elbows. Just nothing but power shots. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Better than that. Yeah. Better than that, Jimmy. Actually, it was nothing like that. I should not <laughs> get that get that little visual of me doing that. <laughs> I but, like you doing it. Yeah, she did it way better. And and uh, I disagree. <laughs> It was hey, listen, close fight though. Yeah. Very close fight. Yeah, I think I think it was 29-28 all three. Um yeah. Uh 29. Yep. Okay. I'm always weird when I when I see someone you ever see when you when you see like a uh a, a 30-27 in opposite directions always is is the weirdest thing I think in judging. That's how I won the fucking ultimate fighter versus Chris Lytle. Oh really? Oh, I had 30-27 on two score scorecards. He had 30-27 on one scorecard. So that I wonder was, how that happens. Like, how can people, what are they looking for? What are they seeing differently? I could see maybe an act fight because that was a weird fight. Okay. Yeah, none of us, neither of us got hurt. It was, I had him up against the cage maybe a little more, and I don't know. But uh, really quick, Jimmy, before I forget, uh, sure. Armin uh, Sarukian against uh, Joel Alvarez, yes. Uh, Gregory Alvarez. Rodriguez. What did you just say? Joel, uh, Joel Alvarez. No, 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 no. You're talking about Armin Tuscarshan. You're talking about Armin. I'm talking about, oh, no, there's two Armands. <laughs> yeah. I'm He's talking about Trojan. Oh, sorry. Okay. Tro- oh, I'm like, this t- what's the chance of the two Armands being back? I, I know. With an A and one with, with an E. I'm sorry. I, I was going down the list. Okay. You I was going, I'm going from the this. first fight. Of the okay, sure, sure. Oh, I mean, this was a good one. Yeah. Armin uh, Petrosian versus Gregory Rodriguez. Now, Gregory Rodriguez, wow. I mean, this was, he was, this was a good fight. He was yeah. laying some good punches, big punches. Uh, he might, I mean, he busted his nose. He had good jujitsu attempts. But uh, Armin, he did the right thing in that third round, even though he was getting dominated with jujitsu. When he did get back to his feet with, with half the round left, he did what you should do. He tried to get that round back. Where it came down to that third round, it really did, I felt, even though one judge gave him all three rounds. But he, he just, 
started throwing combinations and saying, you know what? Let's erase what we just seen right there. What he did is the equivalent of taking a fucking men in black fucking pen and being like, look at this. We erased yeah. the first part of the round. And now we're going to, now it's starting from here. So he just yeah. hit that reset button. And I'll listen, whether you agree with the decision or not, because I can see you, I can see it going either way. I mean, right. you got to give him credit for that. There was no, he was not defeated. He had the endurance and the will to push it in the second half of that, of that third round. And that's why he got the decision. So I could definitely see it going to Rodriguez because of the damage he did. And he did, he got in some takedowns, but uh, you got to give Armin credit, man. Holy shit, dude. That guy, there's no quitting him. His nose was like a question mark and he was yeah. coming back. So I enjoyed that. Well, so is Alvarez's nose. That's why I thought you were talking about the uh, 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 uh fight because uh, 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 Joel Alvarez's nose was really, really uh, damaged. And I, I thought they were going to stop it. But credit to the uh, the doctor, I guess it wasn't in a place. It was like in the middle of his nose. And I guess it was just a, a nasty cut. But uh, he let him go back in and fight. And it wound up uh, bleeding badly again. But I was happy he got to come out for that next round. Hey, Jimmy, Terrence McKinney's a, a lightweight. We got to keep an eye on. He's 2-0. Yep. And, uh, you know, he got a, a, a really nice game submission on uh, Farazian, and uh, I don't know. The kid's looking. I mean, when he would have started, it was like a weird. I actually rewound it because on my uh, on my fight pass there because I saw yeah. get his leg like kicked out. You know, and the guy ended up almost on top, and then he rolled over. And he's good in the in the, uh, in the scrambles. He's explosive. Terrence McKinney. Let's watch for that guy. Hey, yeah. we got our guest, Jalen Turner. Yes. Hey, Jalen. Are we at the barbershop? Yeah, man. Oh, oh, at the fucking barbershop, Jalen? I got to get fresh for the fight, man. Oh, man. I'm, oh, I'm glad yeah, they right. turned that down a little bit. Thank you. We're going to get your barber some, some business. <laughs> as long as he doesn't fuck your head up, we're going to get him some business. <laughs> for real. Also, he's camera shy and he starts fucking cutting you. All right, listen. Let's not fuck up the fade. What do we got there? We getting the eyebrows done? Nah, a little lineup. All right. Well, listen. We got We got something big coming up. Now, how far before the fight do you do this? Uh, every fight is like a ritual of something you do before you fight, like a good luck thing. Yeah, I always, always get my hair cut and then uh, do my webs on the side, and then I go get my my dreads twisted up. You the what now? You said your dreads twisted up? Yeah, I, I gotta go do that after this. So after we get off this call, I gotta I gotta drive out and go get my 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 dreads redone. Now to look good is to feel good, no, Jalen? Oh, that's correct. I can tell you're that guy. I can tell you got you got style, man. I can see that. Just a little bit, you know. Got to work on it. Hey, wow, Jim. he's really yes, Matt. I, I wish I had hair when I see this going on. I know it is. It's it's something I can't relate to at all because I literally the clippers he's using on you right now. I have, and I do. I give myself just a haircut into the sink, and I just wish I could do something different with it. It must be nice. See, I trade all this hair for a beard. That's all I want is a full beard and I'll be happy. But you can't grow one? Man, I'm trying. I'm just hitting 20, almost 27 now. So we'll see if it comes in and starts connecting. Does it come in, Does it kind of come in all wispy and shitty when you try it? Honestly, I haven't even let it grow out that much to even like know just yet. Now, why do you want a beard? Because some guys let one grow, but what is it about? Do you like the way it looks or do you just, uh, do you think it looks more ferocious or what do you like about it? I like the way it looks. It's just like a uh, like a manly thing to have a beard, you know. Okay, 
Now, when do you fly out, or are you in Vegas now? No, I'm still in California. Yeah, I'm driving out tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Now we just uh, we just talked to uh, Kennedy, uh, and he said that he likes to go out uh, probably on the Tuesday before. Is there a day you go out typically, or you don't care? Um, I don't care. You know, it's it's local. Vegas is like only three hours away from me, so I don't really mind. I just go whenever. How much sparring do you do? Because I'm always interested too. Like you know, when Max Holloway said he stopped sparring and he wound up looking incredible. I think it was before the Calvin Cater fight. Are you a guy that will spar? Uh, you know, and then you get a guy like you know Strickland who will spar probably up until the weigh-ins. So are, are you a guy who likes to spar deep into it, or do you like to uh, do a minimal? Um, you know, I, it it all depends. I've gone through phases where I didn't spar at all. And then recently I've, I've been sparring a lot more. So this camp, I did a lot of sparring. I was sparring like, like two times a week. Um, nothing too crazy, nothing too heavy. Just a lot of light technical work, a lot of rounds, uh, like a couple hard rounds here and there. So it, it all depends. Well, you're on a three fight winning streak. You think extra sparring's adding that to that? Or is helping um, that? I feel like the sparring has helped me stay crisp and sharp. And um, it's helped me like, pick apart new new attributes that I can use and utilize and, and develop, you know, like certain skills you just can't, you can't like really grow with unless you have a body in front of you. Yeah. Where did you, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Fontana, California for the most part. And then I, uh, I grew up in uh, San Bernardino too. So I lived like half my life in San Bernardino, half my life in Fontana. Now as a kid, oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, what martial art did you start with? What yeah. discipline? Um, actually, uh, I started wrestling. I tried out for wrestling uh, at, my, at my high school, and uh, that's what got me into MMA. In high school? Not even in middle school? No, nah, high school, yeah. Um, I tried out my sophomore year. I ended up breaking my finger before the season started. Then they cut the program the next year, so like that, that was it for wrestling. How'd you break your finger? Um, I was shooting in on, on one of my teammates, and my finger got caught on his, on his shoe and in his laces. He went to go take my back. And uh, broke my finger, pulled it right out. Now, when Jimmy you were a kid, did you? <laughs> yeah, you know, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> no, I was going to say, did you break a finger and hook his ass one time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she broke three. Maybe... That was a you or no? Maybe it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me, but she broke three of hers and mine. Um... <laughs> uh, did you fight a lot when you were a kid or, or did you not? I'm, I'm always interested in what guys are like when they're growing up. I fought a little bit growing up. Uh, not like. I'm too crazy. Like I would um, get a little like scraps here and there, but I was never really like a bad kid or a troublemaker. I was uh, like, if I had to defend myself, I'd defend myself. And then, uh, if it came down to it. Like, Your friends in high school, are they surprised that you're doing this for a living? No, not at all. Um, about like my senior year, we all started training in like in our backyards and um, uh, doing like sparrings and like have, like having like little like like uh like moms of it all did like but not not as serious it wasn't street fighting we had gloves on so we started training in our backyards and I was like man like I like this it's fun I'm doing good like, I was like maybe I could make this a career and then I started training in my backyard I had a little couches and punching bag I started watching Quan Kicker and Shane Faison on YouTube to learn like techniques and Anderson Silva videos and then I was like f it I'm gonna fight. What did you think you were gonna do before then? Um, when you were, what did you see yourself doing? So I always knew I wasn't gonna like be some college academic person. Like 
I like college wasn't really the route for me. Um, I always thought I was going to be a professional skateboarder. Like that was like my first thing. And oh, then shit. I even thought I was going to be the black Steve Irwin <laughs> or yeah. And then, it, then fighting came up. So yeah. Wait, Steve Irwin is skateboard. I only know who's the guy who was the, uh, the crocodile hunter. Wasn't that Steve, Steve Irwin? Irwin? Yeah. It was like, oh, that's who you mean. Oh, you mean yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that was my favorite wait. growing up. So wait, wait, so you were, wait, he wasn't a skateboarder also, was he? No. Wait, you were, is he, are you into the swamp shit? Are you into alligators and fucking, and snakes? What are we talking about? Man, you, you haven't, you haven't followed my Instagram. You don't know how I got the nickname Tarantula? What the fuck? I'm looking this up now. I'm not following you. <laughs> uh, are you serious? Yeah, I would man. look at your Instagram, but whenever I mention a fighter's Instagram, Matt accuses me of stalking them. If I'm like, so on your Instagram, Matt's like, what are you looking at his Instagram? I'm like, I'm just looking. <laughs> Why do they call you Tarantula? Um, I had a little fear of, of tarantulas for a while, and I ended up getting one as a pet, and um, ended up having a big collection of them. Um, you know, Anderson Silva's always oh. been one of my favorite fighters, so that was like a spinoff of right. Anderson Silva also. So, yeah, just tarantula just stuck and fit. Do they bite? Oh, yeah. You've been bitten? I've never been bit, though. Never. Honestly, look, you have to do something really, really, really dumb to get bit by a tarantula. Like, they're going to warn you way before they try to bite you. What's the warning? Two of the legs go up? Is that yep. like a warning? Yeah. Fangs come out. They're ready to bite. I mean, you, you know, you'll see it coming. So. Hey, okay. watch this shit. Look at this. Really, follow. I want to. I want to. I, I don't believe I'm not following. Now I am. But I want to. I want to follow back later. No, I no, no. Right after this, I got you. I like now, you. how do you? Uh, how do you feed a tarantula? And how big are your tarantulas? Um. You, well, that they pretty much eat whatever they can overpower, like crickets, lizards, mice, um, other tarantulas. Um, I use tongs to feed them for the most part, so I don't get my hands too close to them. And uh, right, yeah, that's that's pretty much how they eat. And they they eat a lot. Got to be alive though. Yeah, they got. Sometimes you can like fake it, like like make it move and like make it pretend like it's alive, and they'll eat it. They're not like they're fucking insects. So they're not like pets. You can't like have a nice little. It's not like you pet it and fucking. <laughs> You doing your trash? It looks like a fuzzy little thing. I mean, is it happy to see you? <laughs> what is it? What is it? No, they're they're only happy to get fed and, and get and get some water. That's about it. But they'll let you hold them. Some some of them will. You you can pick them up. Do you pick them up by the top, or do you just put your hand there and he'll walk onto it? Yeah, I just let it walk on my hand. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, you see, guys who have them will put them on their face. Like, but is there no loyalty from the spider? He just knows not to bite. Um. No, there's no loyalty at all. It's just temperaments. Like they're like, they have personalities. Like people, like some people are more mellow and chill. Some people are like always angry and upset. Like so, you can just tell which tarantula is which and how it's gonna act. And if they're really mellow, then you can hold it and handle it a little bit more often. But you don't really hold them too much. Did you ever get bit by one? Did you say that? He said no. Never been bit. Never. It's been over ten years. I haven't been bit. And what's the most you've had owned at once? Um, a little over a couple hundred. What? <laughs> yeah. You owned a couple hundred of them? Yeah. What do you have a giant tank? No, it was just a, a bunch of like I had a bunch of babies, adults, uh juveniles, like so you put them all in like individual like deli cups and containers and then um yeah, I just had like a big entertainment section of a bunch of tarantulas. Now, are you a married guy? Uh, you got a girlfriend? How's that work? Um I get I guess she's my girlfriend now again. Um I'm with my my kid's mom, so yeah. Okay. Now how is how is that? How are your kids with this stuff with the tarantulas? My kids will hold them. My kids are they they like them. What about your what about your your lady friend? 
Um, she she'll hold him, but she's not like she's she's so passive. She doesn't care for him. Well, you just said she'll hold him. That's a big thing. I don't like why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking holding a tarantula. Fuck I mean, it, it was kind of like a deal breaker. So she already knew, like, all right, like I gotta get accustomed to this if I'm gonna live with this man. So yeah. There's a lot worse, like a brown recluse spider you can't touch, right? Isn't that oh, yeah. one of the ones that will like that will kill you, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That'll that'll and uh, you you have to get like your limb amputated if it uh, if the venom gets stays in there too long. God, now what happens when they bite you? A tarantula? Does that is it venomous or no? Yeah, they're venomous, but like the most, it depends on the species. Like if you get bit by like a like a postelotheria, um, they'll it, like it'll put you in the hospital, like maybe like with pain and cramps, but nothing too crazy. Are you also amazed at how many people how many people are afraid of spiders too? It's such a crazy, like it's a real phobia people have. Yeah, like and and honestly, I the way I see it, I feel like it's pretty much um it's uh like instilled in, in kids and and people because you see so many people hate them, dislike them, and like they get freaked out by them, and you naturally start gravitating to that fear. Cause that's what happened to me at one point in my life. So that's why like, I try not to do it with my kids. I try not to let them like be afraid of snakes, lizards, and, you know, like reptiles, tarantulas, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the only, the only insect I'll actually leave in my house without like putting it outside as a spider because they're going to eat anything else. So I figured that they're kind of like helping keep uh, other bugs out. They're kind of guarding the territory. Yeah, most definitely. They'll eat all your little nuisance insects around the house. Like, yeah, they're, they're pretty beneficial. Yeah, people say that, but I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have a little fucking ants around than the nasty ass spiders. Oh, I fucking hate ants. Oh, I hate yeah. the passion. Maybe not. Yeah, because <laughs> an- ants are competing with you for food. Like a spider doesn't want to eat my burger, but a fucking ant will crawl on my food and eat it. So a spider will eat an ant. So a spider is much better because you're competing with an ant for food. You're not competing with a spider. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Thank Spot you, man. Treat me to Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, listen, man, it was good talking to you, Jalen. Uh, good yeah. luck, uh, Jamie Malarkey. You're fighting. Uh, this is a giant card. Do you ever care what card you're on? Uh, are there certain ones you get more excited for? I never really care, you know. Um, as I, just, I just happen to just end up on the big cards, you know, so I guess, like, I'm doing something right. I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be entertaining or something. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, you know, can't wait to go get my hand raised. All right. Well, good. Good luck. It was good talking to you and uh, really interesting stuff about uh, tarantulas. Next time we have you on, I'm going to know a little bit more. Yeah, that's right. Heck yeah. Matt, I'm going to follow you back right now. Fuck yeah, Jalen. Hey, man, all our best. We'll be watching this weekend, bro. Yes. Hell yeah. Appreciate you. You want to train like a UFC athlete? I know I do. Climber provides a full body strength plus cardio workout with zero impact right in the comfort of your own home. Burn up to 670 calories. Wow. In just 30 minutes with this state-of-the-art connected vertical climbing machine. Step up your workout game as you utilize up to 86% of your muscles in each workout. You'll never have to worry about arm and leg days ever again. Now you can do them both in one day. Join the climber now. That's CL. MBR community and compete on the leaderboard or just compete with yourself with personal benchmarks and train with some of the best instructors on the planet inside hook called climber creative well-made and fun and if you stick with it there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that it's very good at getting people into great shape as the official climbing machine of UFC climber is now available to the best MMA promotion in the world 
Now UFC athletes working out in the Performance Institute can get climber ready. Reach for greatness today by using code UFC to save $250 on your climber order. Visit climber.com to learn more. That's C-L-M-B-R, C-L-M-B-R.com to learn more. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I like meeting our new I do too. Guys on first time on here, you know. I mean, you know, that made me miss that made me miss the uh my time at the Barber's Lounge. My buddy Dex, my buddy Abe owned a uh one of my black belts. He owned a barber shop in my first uh strip mall where I had my little strip mall where I had my first uh, academy. So I used to just chill down there and they'd always have these cool videos on the music videos like of these mixes they're making. With fucking B.I.G. whoever and and I'd be in there getting my money fade every week you know so it was fun yeah I um I used to go to some barber some creepy barber and he would always press himself up against my arm so I, I haven't been there in, in a while well did, did he press his, his cock against your arm yeah see where he was wanted to maybe if I went to that barber I'd have some different choices too in, in <laughs> no, he didn't influence me at all. I, I didn't care for him at all, but I just noticed him. And uh, yeah, I haven't been to a barber in many, many years, and it's nice not having to deal with it. What is? Oh, I'm, I'm reading here. I'm reading here. Uh, the uh, the former champ, Joanna Jojacek, rips Kobe Covington's. Oh yeah. Persona. You have empty pockets, and you're trying to act like a king. Like she says, she's that? trying to be like Connor. She's basically saying that he's trying to be like Connor. Um, but he's not Connor. Um, she was saying like the way he was acting after he won the interim belt, uh, all the the old man opening the door for him, him having a driver, these girls, these bitches around him. She's just saying it wasn't true. Um, she's basically saying the whole thing is fake. Yeah, I think he's a fucking dweeb. But uh, I think yeah, a- I want to like him too because he's such a good fighter. He's no, very he's tough. Good fighter for sure. But, um, but uh, yeah. So is Jorge Masvidal. That's I'll right. Be, I'll be definitely team Masvidal for this. You know yeah, I mean? me too. Me too. I think most people are. When know? is Gaethje fighting Charles Oliveira? Again, I don't want to type it in because I don't want to. It's so loud when I fucking type on this dumb. I don't know, man. But wait, who's calling out? Armin. I didn't read this. I'm gonna type. Did you read that about Armin? Yeah, Armin. So good. What did, what did he say about Gregor Gillespie? What did he say? I want to fight with the top 10, but almost everybody has fights. And then what else does he say? Gillespie doesn't have a fight and he's scared of me. 
Okay. The UFC offered me two fights with him, and he doesn't want the fight. I don't know what he wants, but I like to fight him because he's number nine, and that would be a good fight. We're both wrestlers, and if I beat him, it gets me close to the title shot and top five fighters. That's interesting. Yeah. I ran into uh, Craig Gillespie, and um, he's with Keith Trimble from Belmont Kickboxing, and I ran into them also at the uh, Ring of Combat uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, he was saying he wants to come down. Guy, people are inviting him down to my spot. Is he a Long Island guy, Gillespie? He is a Long Island guy. Yeah, yeah. but um, I know um, I know Blonde Fighter, um, Caitlin Johagen was telling him to come down. He seems okay to me, you know. But I don't, you know, I don't know him too well. Yeah, I've never met. You know, I don't know. He told me he doesn't like the fishing anymore. He thought that he doesn't like it, but now he's into hiking. Remember, he was really into fishing. Now we let's get Gregor Gillespie on the show. We'll talk to him. Yeah. He's now he's really into, you didn't know he was into fishing. What's the matter with you? I he was don't know. Challenging everybody to be the best fisherman on the fucking thing. I don't know. No. I what? hate fishing. I always have to shit when I fish, so I don't enjoy it. I don't like. I don't eat fish. I don't fish. It's just not my thing. You Understandable. Know? But uh, my point being is that now he likes to hike. Yes. Oh, listen, Jimmy, we had a. We, had a, we uh, certainly did. We had fun. You know, when I see you again, your apartment will be fixed, right? It will, I'll have my audio and stuff back. Yeah. I apologize for the typing. I am 100% not in my normal setup. But by yeah. by Wednesday's show, everything should be plugged in. I should have my sound, uh, the equalizer and everything hooked up uh, back to normal. My green screen so you don't have to look at my stupid bedroom and hear me doing this. When I'm looking That's exactly up. what we heard. No, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see me. Like I was trying to like, like bring a helicopter. I don't have my glasses on, dude. I you don't. Understand. I mean, I can see you doing that. You don't understand how blind I am, Matt. Like a, a, a landing was going like the wrong way, and I had to the yeah. things on that thing, and I'm like trying to get the plane in, and you're just like. <laughs> I, I, I could because I get I can't even I have to put my face by the computer like I can hardly read the prep sheet right now and it's it's this close to me my eyes have gotten so fucking lousy you're not, cares, watching so boring. Anything, you're not watching any kind of shows at all you know what I've uh, no I've been watching some true crime documentaries but those kind of have like a beginning and end date I watched one episode of Yellowstone oh. uh, I, I it was okay I didn't I'll give it a second but I didn't love it I liked it um, succession, I don't like. I didn't, I didn't watch this succession, but uh, I'm kind of, I'm hey, it's like a, a little, a little quick um summary of what's going on with this Valhalla, uh, Vikings Valhalla. It's a hundred years after what happened with uh, Ragnar Lothbrok, <laughs> Lothbrok, whatever his name is, Ragnar. <laughs> I should give Vikings another chance because I know you love it. I gave it. One, I, I liked what I saw, but I just couldn't get into a new series at the time. But I should watch it. You really should. You should. Hey, man. I had fun. What do you want to plug? Uh, nothing. I got San Francisco coming up, DC, Poughkeepsie. Just go to my website and check it. Thank you to Kennedy. Uh, and of course, uh, thank you to Jalen as well, both for coming on. Oh, you know what I want to plug only because she's very sweet. And it's, you know, Corey Anderson, he used to find the UFC, obviously. Yeah. I did his wife's um, podcast. Oh, very nice. Yeah. 
fuck was it called again? Oh, wait. I know what it was. What was it called? called? The First Fight. It's The First Fight. And uh, it's uh, The First Fight, episode 46 with Matt Serra. The First Fight podcast. Now, is it about fighting or can fight be something else, Matt? Can it be like a symbolic fight or your first professional fight? I'm pretty sure it's about uh, a literal, literal fight. Oh, it is. We're talking about my first time fighting and... I just kind of, somebody asked me one question, I go off into a ton of things, but we had a good time. So you can check that out. Other than that, I'm on Cameo if you want me to sing you happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy, I will talk to you in a couple of days regardless, buddy. Yes, buddy. And we'll, and we'll also preview the uh, the Colby Masvidal card. Yeah. That is a great goddamn card. Be a, oh, dude, first of all, I, we're going to talk about it on Thursday, but every fucking fight is amazing on that thing. I can't wait. I'm I'm getting I'm pulling it up real quick, so that's yes. why I just heard me pass. Yes. Do it. Uh, Do it. My nipples are getting hard. Let me see the uh, card. I am literally. Uh, let's put card. I'm typing quietly because I feel so sure. guilty. Um, I'll belch as you type. What's that? I said oh. I'll belch. When you type. let me bring the card because the card's usually in the prep sheet on the Wednesday. We don't have it in. Um, yeah. God damn it. Are you looking at it yet? Because I can't wait. For no, you. I'm. I have to. I'm trying to find it. Um, up, um, but I'm. I'm caught in a loop where I'm trying to. I'm trying to click out of the fucking window I was in, and I can't. Like you ever do that where you keep you keep hitting back and it won't go back? Yeah, you know me. I'm not really technology. Uh, technology is not really my thing. You know. But uh, hold, hold on a second. But you know, I'm having fun teaching, getting into X guard. You know, I try to. You know, from S now when they got that S. Okay, go ahead. Fazeev against uh, Dos Anjos. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bryce Mitchell against Edson. That is a great, great card. I think that's going to be a tough fight for Edson. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, man. I, I think kid is, first of all, he's such a great kid. And and he's he's just, he's looking for, he's always been looking phenomenal, man. He's just like, I don't know. He's looking great. Can't wait to see Yeah, him. and Turner Malarkey, I think, is the, uh, the main uh, fight of, uh, well, it, it, is it the prelims? Um, I believe it is, but again, that could be listed here differently than UFC has it set up. Yeah, I think you're full of Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Language. Alex Oliveira oh. against Kevin Holland. See if Kevin can uh, straighten things out. Hey, um, man, don't ever count that dude out. No. You know. All yeah. right, Jimmy, listen to me, man. I can stay and talk to you all day, and I'm very tempted to. But I'm not going to. Give me a little cute little bird. Squeeze your cheeks. Jimmy, I'll talk to you in a few days. Yeah, we'll preview the card on Wednesday, and hopefully I'll have my stuff set up. Thank you for tolerating this uh, sound uh, today, guys. Kidding me, Jimmy? All right, brother. I'll talk to you Goodbye. soon. All right, Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.